Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hang on with D's, episode number 96. I am your host, D's. With me as always, Dylan. It is Sunday, Hangover Sunday, July 24th. And uh, NFL training camps are underway. All teams will be uh, reported by end of day Wednesday. So we're almost there. Yeah. Now, before we get started in our normal shenanigans. Moment of silence. No, we'll do that later. Okay. <clears throat> we have to uh, start off on a bit of a serious note. Okay. Like throughout my entire life, and more so these last few years, it seems, there have been uh, great injustices in the world. Okay. Many of which have basically birthed movements and groups and things of that nature. And uh, this is something that, you know, I, I can't overlook despite the fact that we typically try to avoid these kinds of topics, controversy, things of okay. that nature. But we've, we've had a, a major one happen again. And it is time that we, as a nation... Rise up and demand to know how in the fuck is TJ Watt only a goddamn 96 and Miles fucking Garrett is a 99 on Madden? I did not know where you're going with that. What the fuck does the man have to do? I'm convinced they do this every year just for free publicity. But it seems like the Steelers... Somebody in that fucking room hates the Steelers. I'm 100% convinced. The The person that fucking has the final say has to be a Brown or Ravens fan. Yeah. It is, look, I'll give you Miles Garrett a 99. Fine. But in no fucking world on this planet or any other or a multiverse, whatever the fuck, is TJ Watt not a 99 as well. Mm-hmm. If you look at their stats, he smokes Miles Garrett. <clears throat> excuse me, across the fucking board. And this comes with two less games than Miles Garrett just last year. But like, if you compare the last four years, I, uh, it's just fucking dumbfounding. You thought I was going to be like, super I didn't crazy. know where you were going with this. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, that is just infuriating. They swerve. You like that? Yeah, that's good. Um, Rich Eisen, of course, had to, I think it was Rich Eisen, of course, had to discuss Madden ratings on his show. I believe it was his show. Maybe Pat. I know he did too. Whatever. 
my point is this: the ratings are the least disappointing part of that game. So, well, yeah, it's yeah that goes without saying. Um, and it doesn't just stop at T.J. Watt. I mean, there was. Uh, Dak Prescott being above Justin Herbert, and who was the other stud young quarterback that he was above? But that was the one that I saw that made no goddamn sense to me. Uh, quarterbacks in the top ten, I believe. Um, <coughs> I would have put like they have Matthew Stafford as an eighty-five. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford is at least ninety. Yeah, I mean, just my personal opinion. I mean, the man puts up ungodly numbers year after year after year. Coming off a fucking Super Bowl, um, the first season he had a complete team. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and, and so that one, I I don't think Dak should be as high as he is. I would agree. Um, maybe maybe like an eighty-seven, eighty-eight, something like that. Yeah. Uh. I would. He's an eighty-nine, but yeah, I would move Matthew Stafford up. Um, I might even take Dak out of the top ten for Derek Carr. I yeah, I think you can make a pretty good argument for that. Um, and then did you see what our quarterbacks are rated? Uh, no, Trubisky's a sixty-nine. Nice, <laughs> and uh, Pickett's a sixty-eight. And then I don't remember what That's, Mason. The ouch. other the the other rookie is like a fifty nine or whatever. Like uh, the disrespect is. Just... What's what's uh, Mason? Uh, like a sixty two. I think. Jesus. God damn! All right. Yeah. Let's see. Whatever it is, it's it's low. I know that. Uh, yeah, sixty-two. Damn. Yeah, and the other one's not even in the the discussion there. I don't know. I think Trubisky's better than Deshaun Watson. Only an eighty-four. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He hasn't played in two years, but that's kind of disrespectful from a man that made history with a biggest contract in league history. Yeah. Although Kyler Murray just signed that deal, he now makes one hundred thousand dollars per year more than Deshaun Watson. Uh, okay, well. like that's some agent magic there. Uh, other disrespect as far as the Steelers go: it's fucking Najee Harris, the fifteenth best running back in the NFL. What is his rating? Eighty-five. Wow. I mean, just based off last season alone, I'm putting him above Zeke. I don't think Christian McCaffrey's IR ass should be a 96 anymore. Yeah. Like, I think his injury rating alone should drop him to about a 90. Uh, Kareem Hunt is rated higher than, than Najee Harris. Mm. Again... I can't argue with a lot of those ratings, but he should be, I think Najee Harris is worthy of at least high 80s, maybe sure. even a 90. Receivers, Deontay Johnson, mm -hmm. 
who I would say arguably should be a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Maybe 15. Okay. But his rating was was pretty disrespectful. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is like a low 70s. And he had, what do you have, like eight touchdowns last year? Seven or eight touchdowns? Huh. Our offensive line, I think the highest rated one we have is a 78. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, but not really, though. Like, they gave uh, Okafer a 70. He didn't play bad last year. James Daniels, who is coming off injury, but before that injury, was one of the better guards in the NFL. And he's he's our highest rated at, like, a 78 or whatever. Mm. Um, it's Yeah, it's sad. Minka Fitzpatrick, highest paid safety in the league. Yeah. Not even in the top 10. He's, like, an 80... 89, I think. 88, 89, somewhere in there. Where, why are we not able to see its cornerbacks and D line? They did get, I think, respectfully, Cam Hayward. Yeah. At a 90s. 93. Okay. Not bad. Um, I'm surprised Jalen Ramsey was a 98. So let's see the big movers. Boom. Boom. Why won't that? Oh, I just want to see what Mika was because I remember that was kind of controversial. 89, okay. Hmm. Still highest paid safety in the NFL. I think should warrant him. Like I know he's not top five. He might be top 10, but I don't believe he's top five in safeties. Just disrespectful. I'm sorry. But the whole TJ Watt thing absolutely fucking blows my mind. Um, Were there any other ratings that you caught that? I I haven't really looked at it. I I didn't even, like, there were news or rumors and whatnot about the 99 club. Like, originally they were like, oh, TJ Watt's going to be in it. Uh, No, he's not. So there's only four 99s in the whole game. Aaron Donald, Devontae Adams, Miles Garrett, and Trent Williams. Cooper Cup's not a 99. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Triple Crown winner, Super Bowl MVP. Nope, not worthy of a 99. Yeah. Odd. That's another thing for uh, Matthew Stafford, too, is that the two best receiving seasons – in NFL history, he was the quarterback yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, but he c- could barely crack the top ten. <sighs> and I get pissed off about this, but like you know, you kind of alluded to, I won't play the fucking game anyway. Mm-hmm. It's been dog shit for several years now, but it yeah. just it that irritates the shit out of me. I. They need to post this on bulletin board along with the other 8,000 little snippets and articles that basically call the Steelers a shitty team because all it's going to do is motivate, I think. All right, moving on to real-life shit. Like I said, training camps will start no later than Wednesday for all NFL teams. A few of them are already reported, I believe. Um. We had the obviously the big contract with Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. 
So uh, Arizona's got to be happy that that's out of the way. Still no movement on Deshaun Watson. He has reported to camp like, you know, business as usual. Right. I I know I said this two weeks ago, but I got to think that something is going to happen here real right. soon. Um, the, uh, what's, the Honorable Sue, what the hell's her name? What are you talking about? The judge. I don't know. Sue Wilson, Sue something or other. I don't know. Pat says it all the time now. I don't remember. But it's pretty much in her hands hmm. uh, to bring a decision, and then Goodell basically just has to sign off on it, and then, of course, appeals, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, still waiting on Jimmy Garoppolo to find a landing spot. Hmm. I think a lot of teams are just kind of seeing if he'll get released. Yeah, because they they got to do something. I don't think they're they're just gonna let him sit there for no. twenty million per when they right. can save that cap money. So uh, we know that Carolina is no longer in the market. Seattle, I gotta think, would be the main one. Yeah, maybe Atlanta. Yeah, because right now they're just sitting there with with Mariota. Um, who else we got? Who's who, what's Denver got? Is they got Teddy? Denver's got Russell Wilson. Oh, that's right. Duh. Is is Bridgewater still there, or did he leave? I I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Who else is in the potential quarterback market other than? Everybody keeps saying Cleveland, but again, everybody's waiting to see what the hell's going to happen with Deshaun. Yeah, and you don't take on that contract for eight games or whatever it'll be. I don't know if you if Cleveland's sitting there with a lot of cap money oh. and a very talented roster. If the NFL comes out and says twelve games or ten games or like half the season, yeah, and I got that money laying around. I think I'd go out and get somebody like Jimmy for Garoppolo. a one-year rental. Yeah, assuming yeah, he gets released, yeah. or even if he doesn't, if you can make a trade, you know, because at that point, San Francisco's not going to be asking for the world mm. because they know that they're up against it. They can either cut him and get nothing, or they can, you know, a fourth rounder or fifth rounder. You know, which would be a bargain, but it's like you said, it's a one-year rental because if they were to trade him, then uh, he's only got, I believe, one year left on his contract anyway. Hmm. Or if they release him, then, yeah, you, you sign him with a, a little more cap-friendly deal. But like I said, yeah. if you're Cleveland, you've got plenty of cap space <clears throat> anyway. So I, I would definitely consider bringing him in with the understanding that is when Deshaun's back and he's up to football speed, yeah, you're you're out of here. And it's pretty good insurance in case Deshaun's legs get, you know, tied in a knot hmm. with the, the playing style that he has. Right. So. And it could, you know, you're obviously going to look better playing with the Browns than you will the Seahawks, which imagine saying that five years ago. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not a terrible idea, I guess. Uh, other news, I believe you alluded to the moment of silence was the whole Heinz Field thing no. that you were talking about. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to do that anyway. Not okay. a moment of silence, but uh, so yeah, everybody knows by now Heinz Field is no more. Uh, they took the ketchup bottles down, but I guess they've struck a deal so that 
maybe they're going to go back up. I yeah, Heinz. They haven't really said. I saw that this morning that I guess Heinz, they caught a deal to have a presence inside of the, the stadium or whatever. And that's what people are thinking is that, oh, are they going to keep the ketchup bottles? Well, they already took, I know they took one down. There's video yeah. all over Twitter about it. But, I mean, if you're going to do, why not? But here's the thing. Do I like it? No. Because, I mean, for 20 years, it's been Heinz Field. And I'm, I'm not just pretty sure. I'm AccraSure that I'm not going to call it AccraSure Stadium. I'm going to start using that now. Right? Are you sure? Are you AccraSure? <laughs> uh, but everybody is, is mad at, like, the Steelers for doing this. They should be mad at Heinz. Heinz is the the one, the company that was like, nah, you know, we're not going to pay you any more money. Yeah. You know, this is 2022. There are billions of dollars out there to get. And if you want to compete with these other teams, with these big name free agents, you got to have cash on hand. Right. So they got to do what they got to do. At the same time, Heinz is kind of a genius mm-hmm. because what do you think people are going to call that stadium for at least the next four or five years? Heinz Field. Heinz Field. Yeah. You know, Acture, No, Heinz. Mm. Hey, Yen's going to Heinz. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they're going to call it. I wish they would have did what um, what Arrowhead Stadium did because they have a corporate sponsor too. Do you even know what it's called? Nope. Exactly. And they've had it for like the last two years, but I think it's it's Arrowhead Stadium at corporate sponsor field. I would have liked Acrisure Stadium at Rooney Field or something. Right. That would have been cool. Or like Pat and the boys said, Yinzer Field. Yeah. That was funny because he could, he could afford that kind of licensing. Yeah. Pat McAfee Stadium. They, were, they said Yinzer. Yeah. Y- yeah. Yinzer Field. Which no, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. Brought to you by a Pat McAfee show. Yeah, or Pat McAfee Stadium at Yinzer Field. I guess PMS show at Yinzer Field. He yeah. turned down like a multi multi million dollar deal, and he he didn't really express what it was, but it made it sound like it was something that he was going to have to kind of give up some control of some yeah. shit. And I got to admire the man. Like they they got enough money. He's like, nah, I'm. Gonna right. do this shit my way, like uh, Andrew Schultz. You know who that is, right? No. What? No. Who? Flagrant podcast. He's a comedian. No clue. All right. No. Anyway, um, he just released a new stand-up special, and he released it independently. And the reason why is because he filmed it first and tried to sell it to Netflix. Netflix was like, "We really like it, but that whole the trans stuff." No, I'm sorry. Maybe it wasn't Netflix. I can't remember who it was, but he, there was some trans jokes in there, and they asked him to pull it, and he said no. And they're like, well, then we can't take it. And then he's like, okay, fine. I'll just release it myself. And it came out last week, and I think within four days, he goes, yeah, I've already tripled my money. What platform? Independent. Like, you get it on his website. You, like, pay for it and Yeah, you pay it. for it, and then you have it, yeah. Oh. Huh. Cool. Which is what CK did too for his last two specials, but <laughs> he had different reasons for why. I, say, I, I can't specials. imagine Netflix being that way. Yeah, that's why I said I'm like, eh, maybe it wasn't Netflix. I can't remember who it Although was. Although Andrew but... Schultz doesn't have Dave Chappelle 
you know, big dick energy. So no, he doesn't. But Andrew Schultz is still pretty big. Like the Flagrant podcast is one of the biggest ones. So that's why I'm shocked you don't know who he is. But yeah. maybe if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen that special yet, but I'm sure it's pretty good. So. Anyway. All right. So, <clears throat> other big news of the week. Um, baseball, all-star game, boring as shit. They're in the second half. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Dusty used the fucking shift. Did he? Yeah. Rich Eisen went on a massive rant about that. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? During the goddamn all-star game, you're going to use that to try and win a game that doesn't count? And, yeah, he pretty much put the heat on Dusty as to why... The game sucked. It's like, well, a lot of the heat at least, but. Um, that's pretty much it sports-wise, right? I yeah. Mean, there, I this mean, is the worst time of the year for yeah. sports, especially this week with with the, the baseball break and everything. There's literally nothing on. Uh, we still got the war going on between Liv and PGA and. That's about as exciting as the fucking sports world gets right now. But uh, business is about to pick up with the NFL coming to camp. uh, That being said, biggest news of the week, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Moment of silence. Is no more. Okay, go ahead. He has, uh, air quote, retired. Yeah. And, I mean, look, look, everybody knows what's going on. We've covered it ourselves. Yeah. My question is, was this Vince? No. Was this Vince's family? I didn't. My mic just cut out there. Repeat it again. <clears throat> was this Vince, his family, or the board? Okay. Um, the board. You think? I don't see Vince ever, and we discussed this when he had his air quotes, what I thought was could have been a goodbye and was confirmed afterwards. When the news first broke and he opened that SmackDown and said, you know, then, now, forever, and together, and then... When he went back to Gorilla, he said, fuck him. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that last time that, you know, I'm not fucking leaving. You yeah. know, well, no, he was made to leave. Uh, what I wonder is that the most recent news we covered, there's been no new like allegations since our last show. Right. And then on Friday, he announces he's retiring. It makes me wonder and this is an original thought. I've heard a lot of people say this online, too. Is more shit coming, and is it more shit that's worse than what we've already heard? I mean, it's it's a definite possibility. I mean, this is a man that has been leader of this company since, what, early, late 70s, early 40 80s? years, yeah. And there have been a lot of women come and go, both in the ring and out of the ring, and probably in the corporate 
headquarters or whatever. Right. So, yeah, it's a distinct possibility. I'm, I don't think it was Vince, like, having a moment of clarity. I think I personally feel it was probably his family mm-hmm. that was like, look, you whether or not more is coming down the road or whatever, like, but we have to kill this now or it's going to affect the bottom line. So you need to just walk away before the board does what they're probably going to do anyway. At least you can walk away with even a shred of dignity for now. So, yeah. And we may never get the whole story because I think right now the best thing that could happen for the WWE is that this just fades away. Yeah. Whether or not that happens remains to be seen. Um, but it, it, it signifies a massive change. Um, oddly enough, and I'm sure not coincidentally on that same day, earlier in the day, it was announced that triple H was returning to his executive vice president in charge of talent relations role. Mm -hmm. Um, was what was he before that? Was he just he was that? No, no, no. I mean, before Friday or whenever it was. was uh, he... well, he took a leave of absence. I know um, he had the heart issues or whatever. Um, well, he was the CFO for a while. I don't know. And I well, can't remember the timing. NXT and yeah, I can't exactly remember what the timeline was on him, but um, I assume you, did you at least watch Stephanie's opening of SmackDown? I did not. Okay. Um, I mean, she just came out and announced, you know, as I'm sure you all know, Vince McMahon announced his retirement earlier today, and the crowd boos, and I'm like, fucking morons. Anyway, and then they did, you know, they started doing a thank you Vince chant, and then she's like, oh, you guys are getting ahead of me, and then, you know, thank you for everything, and then led them in a, Thank you, Vince Chant. And then they just kind of moved on. The Street Profits came in from the crowd, and that started another segment, and they just sort of <laughs> shuffled on. Um, I didn't watch the whole show because I just couldn't. <laughs> I tried, but that Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey promo, I'm like, ugh, this is horrible. Neither one of them can really cut promos, so that was really bad. Did you see her on <clears throat> McAfee? Mm-mm. She was pretty good. She's fucking pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's super over right now, too. But, uh, so yeah, the, I eventually tapped out. But what I'm, what I heard from like the observer after the fact is that you could kind of, t- and I did kind of notice it as I was watching it, it seems like commentary was a bit more relaxed. That was the biggest thing. Um, obviously, I think it's going to take more time before the show starts to change. Cause I, well, the other big announcement that came off this week was that they are dropping the PG for Raw. Just Raw? Just Raw. And going back to uh, TV, TV 14, 14 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess that was one where USA also wants TV 14. So. Why would you do it? Is that. Fox saying no, you can't. No, do that probably or? not. Pro- Fox probably wants, you know, because I mean, you do get more viewership with PG just because I got to imagine there are some parents that are just still like, oh, you're eight and this is TV 14, so you can't watch this. So, yeah, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not our experience growing no, up. No, no, yeah, no. I watched Full Metal Jacket when I was eight. So in your opinion, and I, <clears throat> you know, you're not the fan you once were. Sure. But in your opinion, uh, what what is your overall view of, of going forward without Vince? I think I think it's going to be a net positive. I, I really do. I think that we're going to get less scripted promos. I think that'll be another big thing. Um, I mean, some of the storytelling is just. I mean, that's its biggest problem. It's just it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like people turning on people that it doesn't make sense, and just booking that doesn't make sense either. So I like the whole edge thing. Yeah, that that's the biggest, most recent one that comes out. So I he back? He did he come back this week? I don't know. I don't think so, but I think yeah. he's rumored to be back soon, coming back very soon. Yeah, so I don't see how you don't have Triple H be the new head of creative. I mean, who who else would it be? He has experience, and it's weird that Triple H got the blame because NXT wasn't beating AEW, but AEW also had, I mean, that was their A show right. compared to a developmental show, like, those aren't comparable, so I don't know. Maybe Paul Heyman as well. You give him the book. I think that would be great. So, uh, I don't know. Heyman is what I Paul Heyman. When I said I, I rise, I said Paul. But that could also mean Triple H. But no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think uh, that now with Vince being gone, any of those AEW guys consider coming back if and when their contract's up? Um, I mean, it depends on how the quality changes. I mean, I think that's the biggest reason why people leave AEW is, you know, shitty creative. I mean, that's what Punk's biggest issue was. Well, also the fact that, there was other things around it too, like one of the doctors almost had him, <laughs> almost accidentally got him killed with the staff infection thing. But um, Moxley said the same thing. His biggest issue was, <laughs> I remember seeing him in an interview. He was talking about leaving, and he goes, "It's like I was mad at them because, like, don't get me wrong, I wanted that money, I wanted the contract they gave me, they offered me, but I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, I can't believe these morons are gonna make me s- turn down all this fucking money." Because we can't write one goddamn good storyline. So, I mean, if the storyline started getting better, and I could see more guys that being that job becoming more attractive than it was. Right. So, <clears throat> be interesting to see, though. I mean, uh, it's the first time, basically, in our lifetime that somebody else will be calling the shots. Yeah. At least we think. I mean, he is still their majority stockholder. Yeah, this is still the WWE, and this could all. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a fucking work. I don't think it is. But no. Look, it's you can't know, not no, no. It's Vince, man. I'm I'm not saying that it is, and I would say that the chances of that being the case are like less than a percent, but. I'm just saying that. Could if, you imagine if it, if it come out that way, 
I would not be jaw on the floor. You can't. Shocked. You can't do that with shareholders. They would probably get sued. To Vince McMahon can do whatever fuck he wants. Oh, it's, uh, no. <laughs> you can't like. I, again, I don't think it is. I'm just saying. I won't be knocked all out of my socks if it turned out to be uh, somewhat uh, false. Again, it's a he's pulling more strings than they're alluding to. That I buy. That I could buy where it's like, okay, he's gone officially, but because he's still the majority majority stockholder, you know, he, Stephanie's taking orders from him or whatever, but if you're Stephanie, why would you listen to him? It's like, what are you going to, oh, you're going to pull your stock? No, you won't. Just, I, you've been grooming me my entire life for this job. It is now my job. I'm doing what I want. Wu-Tang. Let's see, you're saying it like that, but yeah, yeah. What What about you? What do you think? Like, do you think it's a net positive? What? Uh, I mean, the the product has not been great. From so, what I've heard recently, it's gotten a little bit better, but wasn't enough for me to sit through. For me, show. it will be very interesting to see what happens down the line with guys like Roman and Brock, like how much of that was Vince McMahon with these part-timers and, you know. If when you're 77, you don't have a lot of looking towards the future isn't really a huge priority. I mean, so, yeah, I could I could see that as well. And, I, like, what does it do for SummerSlam? Like, do you think Triple H or whoever is Triple H doing creative or no? Even, no, no. Is it still it has much, not been revealed? I got to imagine it's probably a committee thing with yeah, you know. But it'd be I'm interested to see how they're going to handle it. I really am. But yeah, you can get a pretty decent. I wouldn't do a committee because WCW in the early '90s had a booking committee and it did not go well, but. You could do like Triple H and I don't know. Um, Jesse James was booking for a while. You could use him. You could also, I don't know if Gabe Sapolsky's still there, but you could use him. Paul Heyman's still around. Like, the, you know, there's, uh, you can get like a team of like three guys. Or you can also split the show up here. This team. Kind of runs SmackDown. This team runs Raw. This team runs NXT, and then Triple H can go through and sort of be the editor for each show. Maybe you do that. Yeah. <clears throat> do you think this will help AEW? Um, I, I have to say that was kind of classless what Tony did. I saw the tweet. I'm now the longest, longest tenured, tenured yeah. president in professional wrestling. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, the guy didn't die. The guy got forced out because of sexual misconduct. So I, you can kind of piss yeah, on him yeah, out the door. I get it. Like all the memes we went back and forth on. Like, mm. uh, what was it? I can't remember Vince's. Hold on, I'll pull up the tweet. What Vince's goodbye tweet was, but. Uh, ta-da. The one you text me? 
Yeah, and some guy, yeah, Vince McMahon, the twit, tweet was, it's 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WB Universe. Then, now, forever together. And then this guy, what's his, at Giant Ranger 115 responded, at 77, the awful shit I've done has finally caught up with me. Yeah. And uh, Renee, or, you know, she used to be Renee Young. She's now Renee Paquette. AEW and kind of does her own thing. Married to John Moxley said, "Think he'll do my podcast?" And his po- her podcast is called The Oral Sessions. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or- oral Sessions is what got him into this mess. Yeah, and... yeah. That was good. So, that was good shit too. I wish Vince McMahon all the best in his de- in his future endeavors. Was another funny one. Yeah. So, um, do I think it helps AEW? Uh, I mean, they still have some some injury issues. I'm not mistaken, right? Well, we know Punk's still out. Uh, Punk's out. Omega's still Kenny's out. Kenny's still out. Rumor is Kenny is coming close back from SummerSlam to coming back. Not SummerSlam, all out. Yeah, uh, that's the rumor. Um, all out was Punk's debut, right? Official? No, he debuted on a Dynamite. I think his first match first was match on. First match was yeah, all yeah, out yeah, against yeah, Darby right. Allen. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it's. I think that's usually. I think last year would have been early September, something like that. So. I don't know that it necessarily helps AEW. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, speaking of AEW, I was going to bring it up, but both of us have watched wrestling off and on most of our lives. Mm-hmm. We've watched hundreds of thousands of pro wrestling, pro, pro wrestling promos. Yes. You hear a lot of the same lines over, all over the time. This Sunday, I'm going to end your title reign, or that title's mine. I'm coming for the title, or I'm going to kick your ass. How many times have you heard that line in a pro wrestling promo? If you had, if you had to take a Lots. shot for every time you drank, you'd be dead alcohol poisoning. Long anyway, time ago. here's a line I never thought I'd hear here in a pro wrestling promo. I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. And not only did I hear it, Ended up being a great fucking line. Um, FTR, they were doing a promo this last week on Dynamite to promote their pay-per-view match against the Briscoes. Did not see that match. Heard it was awesome. But anyway, uh, Dash gets on the mic, and he starts telling this story about, you know, there's this five-year-old girl that went to the doctor, and her chest sounded a little weird. So they doctor referred her to a cardiologist, and the cardiologist told her and her parents that she had a hole at the bottom of her heart. The cardiologist said that, you know, if you work really, really hard and you fight like hell, um, this hole will close on its own. And then three years later, uh, the girl went back to the cardiologist, and because she worked so hard, the hole disappeared. And Dash says, that eight-year-old girl's my daughter. She said, and he's like, I'm going to fight like hell for this Saturday, and I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. I'm like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Hmm. Did the was this weekend the Ric Flair thing? No. Is it next weekend? I'm not sure. I don't care. I got to be honest. It's 77 years old. He wants one more match. Uh, it's a tag match. Yep. Against Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. who was the guy that did all the impressions. The funniest TNA, TNA moment ever was yeah. they're doing the Ric Flair off. He did a yeah. lot of Ric Flair stuff. Um, he did Macho Man, I believe. Yeah. He did a lot of characters where he basically copied them. Uh, it's him and was is it Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Against Flair and 
I don't know what his Andre new, Andrade. I can't remember his new last it name. Is Charlotte's husband. Charlotte's husband. Yeah. Yes. The tag match. So yeah. Which is kind of funny because in the the last month or two, Rick has posted uh, some videos of him working in the ring with Jay Lethal. Like yeah, you know. Those I've seen. So not not buying the heat when you guys have been working yeah. on this for a long time. Yeah. He says that he wants to go out showing that, you know, that he didn't like the way he went out. Like, really? You went out to at 59 years old after just a phenomenal match. Granted, Shawn Michaels probably no, carried it. No, I didn't. In the WWE, he did. Sure. Yeah. I know what his last... Uh, TNA match. Yeah, yeah. against Sting. Yeah. But if, if you go out, you know, that this was TNA. It wasn't really like they were drawing it's, a lot. It still counts. Time. True, but still, like, he's, he doesn't even mention that. He was talking specifically about okay. Shawn Michaels. Like, dude, that was like the ultimate fucking... Send-off, s- yeah. And and the, the story that they told with the whole I love you moment, like... The next night on Raw, the big goodbye, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, just walk away, and I don't know. I watched a couple of those videos, and yeah, for a 77-year-old man, impressive, sure. But you're not going to, like, wrestling's about the show, and mm-hmm. there is nothing. I'm a gigantic s- pussy. Sell- I'm not afraid of Ric Flair. Sellable, yeah. I'll <laughs> fight Ric Flair right now. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, there's nothing that I mean convincing enough that any 77 year old man is is gonna go and hang with, you know, pro athletes. Yeah, yeah. Not especially. I mean, he was in a fucking coma not that long ago. Right. What two three years ago? Yeah, somewhere in there. But yeah, and it's he's it's not even in a big major promotion or whatever. Like they're doing it at. A fucking fairground. Yeah, or national fairgrounds. So. They're making it a big event because um, Conrad Conrad Thompson, who is like the pro wrestling podcast king, is doing his star cat a star cast event that weekend too with a bunch of like outside people. Like Daniel Bryan's going to do a live version of the sessions with Renee that we were just talking about, and it's going to be like a fan event too to kind of you know drop interest and everything but uh, I, no thanks i don't need to see a 70 70 a 77 year old man wrestle no thanks i saw that at wrestlemania it was awful well then it might it might maybe it's next weekend then same weekend as SummerSlam. i don't know maybe i know it's somewhere here close and isn't isn't Jeff Jarrett doing something in WWE? In yeah, he's roughing a tag team match at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, okay. Well, we know it's not that night. Yeah. But it could very well be maybe they're doing it on Sunday. Yeah, maybe the next Sa- night. SummerSlam, I believe, was on Saturday night yeah. in Nashville. Is that where StarCast is? Mm-hmm. So then that's got to be it then. Maybe. Makes sense. So. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, like I said, it's not like it's something that's going to pull me back to wrestling but i'll at least kind of keep tabs on uh what if anything changes as far as you know the direction of creative and just the yeah, feel of the show and, and as well like that yeah. yeah 
and I, I am like, at what point do they try and bring Cena back? Because I gotta imagine they're gonna bring him in for a run. Maybe not necessarily a title run, but right. Clearly, he wants to come back at some point. And uh, what does this do for Mania? Like, obviously, Vince was was one that liked to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one, two years in advance, and we've all read and seen the rumors about Rock at at Mania against Roman. Now they're trying to push Theory. What what happens to Theory? Yeah, because it seemed like he was Vince McMahon's you know golden boy. He is pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I mean, but it, does Triple H and Stephanie feel that way? True. You know, he could literally go from on a rocket ship to the top to jerking curtains for the rest of his fucking career if well, he, you know, if he's not liked by Paul. Yeah, Paul and Steph. I, I think we'll find out at SummerSlam because you know he's Mister Money in the Bank right now, and that's the big storyline is he's going to cash in on one of them, whether it's Brock or Roman. So. If he cashes in, gets F5'd, and loses, then that kind of tells us what we need to know. And Well, not necessarily, at least for one night, but could be an indicator. Okay. Do you think they take the title off Roman in SummerSlam? Just to do something different for a little bit? And... The fact that they're call, you know making this a storyline tells me that theories not going to walk out with the title. You know what I mean? Cause uh, stuff like that, they usually like to have as a surprise. So, and it's last man standing, correct? Roman correct. Yeah. And Brock had to do something to make that matchup seem somewhat fresh. And if I'm not mistaken, triple H was a huge Cody guy, right? Um, Isn't that kind of the word on the street. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like all the, Cody, the anti-Triple H stuff Cody did in AEW, but he says, oh, no, Cody, Triple H, he's like my hero. We were awesome. I'm like, okay. Say that now that you work there. Right. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, he's probably got a few months left anyway. Oh, yeah. Rehab. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway. Moving on. What else you got? What else do I have? Um... I don't really have anything. I gotta be honest. I saw Thor. Oh yeah, what you think? Thunder. <sighs> Swing and a miss. Hmm. Wasn't terrible. Don't get me wrong. Was yeah. not terrible. But they tried way too hard to recapture the things that made Ragnarok so good with the the comedy and like yeah. a lot of missed jokes like. And it almost, uh, like, the the big focus are kids. Yeah. That Christian Bale's awesome as, as Gore, the God Butcher, by the way. Mm. Uh, but he, so he kidnaps all the children of New Asgard. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the, it's really... It's Disney-fied, really, is what it is. Like, okay. there's a lot of corny jokes, a lot of them missed. Um, Jane Foster's... You kind of see... Like, there's some plot holes. I can say it because you're, you're probably... Not, spoilers are coming, just yeah. so you know. Um, so, you remember Ragnarok? Nope, Thor, I haven't seen it. 
You never watched Ragnarok? Mm-mm. That one was really, I know. I, really, I don't know really why I never good. got around to it. Anyway, Ragnarok, Thor fucking throws Molinar at Hela, yeah. which is his sister. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. And she catches it and just Breaks crushes it. it. And then, of course, you see it in Endgame. And so I thought that that hammer somehow came back. But no. Somehow, despite... Here's the biggest plot hole for me. At the end of Ragnarok, a giant, like, lava demon fucking destroys Asgard. Mm -hmm. That's why... There's new Asgard. Yes, they had to leave. But now on new Asgard, there is all of a sudden a shrine with the hammer in pieces encased in protective glass. Okay. How'd they get the hammer? Yeah. Like, it was on Asgard... She destroyed it, and then Asgard was well. Thor got decimated. His, Thor got his hammer back in Endgame, but it's not that hammer. Oh, okay. This is pieces, the, oh. the broken pieces. Oh, okay. And Jane Foster has cancer, stage four. She's mm. terminal. Yeah. She's yeah. going to die. She's undergoing chemo, yeah. and she's probably going to die. Well, she starts reading books and. There's one on Norse mythology and that talks about Molnir, Molnir, I don't even know how you say it, but the hammer mm-hmm. and how it, you know, provides strength and good health and blah, blah, blah. So she treks to new Asgard and the hammer chooses her. Hmm. All you see, though, is you see her like in a coat and a hood looking at the the hammer in its little case and you see the like the hammer pieces starting to float. Hmm. Next time you see her, Thor shows up because there's an attack on Asgard, and all of a sudden, the hammer starts flying around, and Valkyrie says to Thor, "Thor, like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna like this one." And all of a sudden, she's there as the mighty Thor, hmm. and at this point. Thor doesn't realize that it's Jane and, and the hammer. Every time she uses it, yes, it turns her into the mighty Thor and she's a badass. but it is slowly taking away her life. Like mm. to the point where she's, you know, killing herself by, I know she dies at the end. Yeah. yeah. By being this, this hero. <clears throat> and they, there's like a jealousy thing between the hammer and the ax like Thor thinks that the hammer's coming to him and then it goes to Jane or whatever and at one point he picks it up like yep just you know just checking and then he all of a sudden behind him the axe slowly floats in like it's got a real mind and it's jealous and mm. there's yeah this whole running joke throughout the movie that the the axe is mad at Thor because he still has feelings for the hammer oh jeez like it's funny the first couple yeah. times but they just keep like being going back the dead to the horse, uh, um, they end up going. I don't know what the name of the world is, but it's like the the home of the gods, uh-huh. like all of the gods throughout the universe. Zeus is there, and it's um, Russell Crowe hmm. plays Zeus, and he's got his thunderbolt, and they kill. Well, at least you think they kill him in order to steal his thunderbolt because they need a, an extra powerful weapon. Yeah. to kill Gore, the God Butcher, or whatever. 
basically it sets up and you'll like this it sets it's setting up war of the realms which was a comic books series mm -hmm. and there's been a long-standing rivalry between thor and hercules yeah. because of that and at the end in the the end end credits scene you find out zeus isn't dead and that he's pissed and he wants revenge on thor so he says he's talking to off camera he's like hercules my son avenge me blah 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 the camera cuts to hercules okay He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent! <laughs> Roy Kent! Yeah. Yes, that's who's playing Hercules. Nice. Hopefully. And then it just says Thor will return. So the rumor mill is that it's going to be War of the Realms and that it's going to be Thor against Hercules. And that was who played Hercules. I, I figured you'd like that. Nice. And then the other end, end credit scene is just um, Jane Foster arriving and Hemdall. <laughs> who was Idris Elba, mm -hmm. welcomes her to Valhalla, ah. the you know, Viking heaven or whatever. Um, and then a bit of false advertisement. Okay. <clears throat> In all the previews that you watched of Thor, at least most. Sure. How much of those previews, in your estimation, featured Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, Almost all of them. Mm-hmm. And most of the the trailer, yeah, had them like and the one was the big speech where Thor's trying to catch yeah Chris Pratt's eye. Uh, less than ten minutes. Guardians yeah. are in the movie, literally the first scene. Wow, and they're like in this big war fighting. All of a sudden, Thor shows up, kills everybody, and the, the fight's over. Like, yeah, he he's almost a caricature of himself to where he's like he's the superstar and he knows it and mm. so anyway uh there's all kinds of distress calls guardians are like we're gonna go here you go there then they're done mm. like that's that's all you see of them for the rest of the movie Bummer. supposedly it's gonna set up for the guardians <laughs> movie coming out next year but uh i was a little disappointed that that's literally all you see and they have yeah. you know very few even speaking lines are just in a big fight scene thor destroys this fucking uh the palaces of this one civilization and they part their ways and thor goes off on his own little adventure yeah. <clears throat> but yeah again not horrible but uh slightly better than the dark world because I thought I felt the Dark World was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but nowhere near Ragnarok. Like it, it was mildly entertaining. Better. Uh, the younger crowds are gonna like it more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it is what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. There wasn't really anything to push the Marvel story for it. Forward. Yeah, like yeah. no no sign of Loki. Um, although it was announced officially at comic-con that loki season two is coming out uh next year i believe along with a bunch of other stuff that's been rumored daredevils coming back um thunderbolts i don't know if that's going to be a show or a movie daredevil the series is coming back i don't know all it says <clears throat> and it looks like it's i think late it's either late 2023 or early 2024 it says daredevil reborn Okay. 
So I don't know if they're going to do the series like they did before or if they're going to make a movie out of it. But Well, because I know Charlie Cox is going to do the voice for Daredevil in the Spider-Man freshman year series. So, but I think it's a series. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not 100% on that. No. <coughs> it's weird. I, I love the first two seasons of Daredevil. Didn't watch season three, and I don't know why. Same here. Yeah. And uh, I think I started season three. But then that was like Cade, what was it? Iron Fist, Luke, Luke Cage, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, and then the Defenders. Like there, yeah, I didn't watch the I Defenders fell either. Off. Like yeah. I, I stopped watching uh, all of them. I did start to go back. I was watching Daredevil season. I think I got to season two, mm. and then again. Got busy with other shit and started watching other shows. Yeah. Just started watching The Boys because uh, my Warzone guys have been talking heavily about it because I guess season three is pretty good. Started season one and I don't, I think I lost my Prime login. I was using somebody else's and just never picked it back up. But I mean, it's. I liked what I saw so far. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I'm only three episodes in, so it's still kind of. I mean, it's definitely different. Yeah. Like, the very first fucking episode, a superhero basically more or less gets mouth-raped by another superhero. Wow. <laughs> uh, was it Stargirl or, you know I'm talking about? I, I'm. It's been a while. I, I'm, I don't the, really Their Aquaman ripoff makes the new girl blow him. Oh, yeah. And then in the next scene, she's like, Throwing up in the sink and oh, trying right, to right. wash her mouth out. Like yeah. You pretty much... And you get male dong in the first two episodes. Yeah. Like, come on. But yeah. It's whatever. Uh, I did want to ask you, <clears throat> and I haven't watched the entire series, but I've watched most of it to know that I like it. Have you watched Suits? Mm-mm. It's really good. It was a USA show. It's on Prime now, but uh, the premise of it is this kid is a fucking genius with a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Like, he reads it, he knows it. Right. So he basically pays his way through college by taking tests for other people, including the bar, to the point where, like, the opening scene is like, what what kind of score do you want? The kid's like, 175. He's like, no, you're not that, you're a C student. I can give you a 158. Huh. And he does, and the, the professor's like, and he's wearing a disguise where he's like, you look familiar. He's like, no, the professor sets uh, his test aside. Yeah. And then, like, there's havoc ensues, and he ends up shuffling the test back in and takes off running. Anyway, his roommate is a drug dealer, big pot dealer, and he's like, look, I can give you whatever it is, $40,000. You just need to do this. Wear a suit or whatever. So he goes to this hotel. Meanwhile, there's this lawyer named Harvey Specter, who just becomes a partner at this law firm mm-hmm. and he has to hire a junior associate. Well, he's holding interviews and they only hire Har- Harvard law students. He's doing this interview at this hotel happens to be the same hotel where this guy is going to deliver the drugs. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's a fucking sting. It's mm-hmm. a bust. So he's running away and he just stumbles into this interview and they let him interview because he, doesn't sound or look like all the other Harvard nerds. Yeah. And as he's interviewing him, he impresses the guy so much that 
and he even tells him that he's not a lawyer, that he's just a fucking genius that, mm. you know, memorized and can ace the bar, and he hires him. A he's a fraud, and the whole series, he becomes this fucking huge attorney, and you're just waiting on shit to catch up right. to him, and it it's really good. Like mm. it's it's a law drama, but then there's also the side story of he's not a fucking lawyer. So they got to sometimes find ways of hiding that. Sure. And yeah, it's, I recommend it. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. If you're into that kind of show, like, and, and if for no other reason, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mike Ross is the name of the, the kid that is the fraud, but the main lawyer in the show is a guy named Harvey Specter. Yeah. Imagine Ryan Reynolds, if he played, a shark lawyer, like take yeah, just a little bit of the snark off, but he's that like his character. I love him because mm. he's he's funnier and shit. And but he's a savage when it comes to being a lawyer, and that that's kind of what drew me to the show. Very yeah. very entertaining. I've seen clips of that show. I don't know why, but it just pops it up on my like YouTube Shorts thing. Like I think I've seen the scene where he interviews with. Yeah the guy and explains like well yeah he asked him he asked him a question i was some major law question or whatever at the laptop yeah he's like go ahead try me like they're having a big dick off like who can recite code or whatever and harvey starts talking and mike is sitting at the laptop and harvey's like this this and this and mike's like except in this case blah 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 versus blah 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 He's like, well, that's easy for you to do. You you have the laptop right in front of you. And he flips the laptop around. And he's playing free sale. <laughs> <laughs> that's what convinces him to hire oh, him. Okay. But, yeah, it's it's really good. Man. Um, Still haven't started Succession. I might do that tonight. Because I, I, it's one of those things, like, I keep talking about it. I keep fucking hearing people talk about how amazing that show is. So I might, I might have to give that a watch finally. Again, what? It's like this corporate drama, Brian, is it Brian Cox? Brian Cox? Yeah, Brian Cox. He's like uh, the patriarch for this big corporate company, and he's getting up there, and it's time for him to, getting about time for him to step away, and his kids are like competing over who's going to succeed him, hence the name Succession, and from what I've heard, there's apparently a lot more to it than that. Like most corporate of, backstabbing and shit like that. Most of suits is in the realm of corporate law, like takeovers and right. They evolve into some criminal stuff here and there, but it's mostly company corporate shit, backhanded under you know under yeah. the table deals and things like that. But yeah, I've heard there's also some unpleasant things certain kids are doing or whatever. I've tried to not hear stuff when they succession say it. or succession. Oh. Yeah. So oh, I might finally start that. I, I had to take a break between shows, you know, cause there's two types of TV. There's laundry TV as in something's just on in the background while I do what something else. And then there's, I'm sitting here, I'm watching this. If I have to take a leak or go do something, I'm pausing it. Cause I don't want to miss anything. All right. And yeah, I need another show like that. Um, so, yeah, I might start that. Randomly, last weekend, I don't know why, I rewatched American Pie, American Pie 2, and then I skipped Wedding. I watched Reunion, Reunion. just because I had only seen it once. 
Talk about like comedies that you couldn't do today. American Pie, for the most part, you could do, except you couldn't have your main protagonist, the guy that everyone's supposed to root for, broadcast a woman over the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I I like I like forgot that that part happened. I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah, you couldn't do that today. You also couldn't have Stifler just going walking through a party like smacking every girl's ass and everything. I'm yeah, like, I mean that. <clears throat> we could literally sit here and talk for three days straight about movies that you can't do. That no anymore. way would get made yeah. today without people fucking wanting to burn cities and villages down but yeah like i mean you could start and stop with blazing saddles yeah <laughs> that's yeah. uh i i can't even believe that you can still find that movie that the cancel culture hasn't found a way to erase it from existence but right you know what's funny about that movie though um everything well yeah pretty much <laughs> but uh josh prey he's on facebook he's if you don't know the name, you probably you at least seen him at least once. But he did a mute. He was for a while. He was doing movie reviews, and he had never seen Blaze. He's black. He had never seen. I think I've seen clips of this on. He does Mike Tomlin impression, like a phenomenal Mike Tomlin impression. I think I've shown you that before. Probably okay. Anyway. But, but I think I've seen the video where he's watching Blazing Saddles. Well, yeah, he's talking about how, like, oh, this movie's great. It's genius. You can never make it today. I'm like, well, most of the jokes are against, you know, poking. Well, not really so much poking fun at black people. It's more than anything poking fun at the racism. Yeah. And the dumb racism. Well, and a lot of that. to black but, people. Yeah. But those the woke don't care. That's, yeah. You know, that's the thing is, is even though it's not meant to offend those people they will find a way to make it offensive you right. know oh well you know they're insulting our intelligence blah yeah. blah blah yeah but um, my point is is that like well you're black and you don't have an issue with it like that kind of tells me there might be more of an appetite for that right. you know what i mean we'll probably we'll never know i'm sure but by the way i did watch uh, we talked the last time about um the flying car Oh he yeah! Sent me the video. Yeah, that was. I hate to say it because I love Kevin Smith. That was fucking horrible. What? I yeah. All right. Whatever. I almost had to turn it off. It was just. I mean it. The way it escalates of like, would you yeah, do this? Like, would you do this? Would you do this? And then just to trap into yeah, into you'd make it with a bunch of guys. Yeah, it to, comes. At, he's basically getting fondled by a bunch of old corporate billionaires or whatever. I mean, after it, it was okay, but it they drug it on too long. Like they just kept up in the ante to the point where it was like okay get like we get it i thought it was funny whatever it, it's a good example it though was, of it just... was it was jeff anderson was over playing his character like okay he was mildly annoying in the way he was delivering some of his lines i don't all know. right just my personal opinion okay all right i think that's probably gonna wrap it up unless yep. you got something else that's it uh, when next we speak, um, football will be happening. We got camp coming up and what? Not. Is the Hall of Fame game this coming Saturday? I don't. I was actually in the midst of looking that up right now. It's got to be. If it ain't this weekend, it's next weekend. Well, they don't do it on weekends anymore. 
They actually it's do like it. a Monday night or Thursday or something. It's a Thursday, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they play the game, I think, first. And Ew, Raiders and Jaguars. <coughs> Thursday, August 4th. So basically... A week from Thursday. Yeah, about 10 days, 11 days. Not so. like... Uh, every year I get excited for it, and then the first drive happens, and I remember, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably won't watch much of it. I'll watch, like you said, maybe the first quarter just because it's football. But it for me, it isn't that it's that football game. It's what it signifies, which is it's here. Yeah, like, it's coming. Now we're, we're going to start really finding out who's who, what's what, and what we're, what we're going to be looking at this season. So it's yeah. still very exciting. Yeah, I, I heard the greatest analogy ever a few years ago. I think it was during the Hall of Fame game that said uh, <laughs> preseason football is like getting a hand job from a supermodel when you haven't been laid in a while. Fair enough. Yeah, like I can imagine that, that's what that would be like. All right, I think that's it. So, yeah, we'll be back <clears throat> um, probably two weeks or so. Yeah. We- uh, once we get. You know, we'll have some camp news, and I'm, I got to imagine there's going to be uh, some fairly big stuff that should pop off here in the next few weeks, whether it be Deshaun and Garoppolo and all this other stuff. So right. we will uh, we'll see you then. Until then, I'm Dees. He's Dylan. Bye-bye. See ya. we